Good morning. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you to my little podcast, The Parent Empowerment, half an hour, okay? And why I chose to do this show and, you know, talk a little bit about parenting. I'm, I'm not the expert, but I have raised my children. And what I will say, the difficult conversation and talking about the value of who we are as Americans as African-Americans or formerly enslaved Americans or color people or black people and ADOS. There's just so many definitions, but the real deal is we're born on American soil. And the reality that all children have to go through the education process as we are operating under compulsory laws and a compulsory system. That kind of means that They collect tax dollars from everybody who works, and we all kind of pay for the service. So as we are paying for the service, you better start asking yourself, what is the value of who you are? What is your value in representing people who look like you and kind of like almost have to check yourself at the door when you're reassessing who you are and your personal value. You know, we as Americans have all kinds of thoughts, but the simple fact is, is that if you don't have the correct family structure, it hinders you. I didn't say it eliminates your ability. I said it hinders you as a lot of the support tools you'll have to learn on the way. But in order to learn, you must be open to learn. So many people what can I say? Don't like criticism. My sister taught me a long time ago the value of constructive criticism because because you have to analyze what you're doing. You have to understand what you're doing and if it's working for you as an individual. And this is just you as an individual because as Black people, we don't come here with a a process to follow. There's no road to follow. There's no playbook. But for your children, if you start having children, there is a playbook in the American education system, meaning that there's a process established. Now, just because you've never participated in the process before, don't knock it. It's so difficult to work and raise children at the same time and then have the same expectations as all other parents. The real deal is, is that the outcomes are not the same for all children in the public school system. It really does matter if you've navigated the system and understood where the resources were. It really does matter if you understand choice. I'm gonna say, my sister recently had me read a paper that she wrote. It was very well written. But there were some few factors that she chose to live lose leave out. I'll say didn't recognize. I'm saying wasn't relevant to her. But she had a she had a comparison between two schools in Sacramento, Leah Tata Floyd or Arthur Benjamin. I think it was Arthur Benjamin Health Professions High School and SES Science and Engineering, and which SES was the school that I chose during an IEP process for my child because I thought it would give him the most support 
in an enclosed environment. And see, those things you, you talk about when your child has special education needs, when your child has special education needs, then your child is basically covered under IDEA 2004. A very structured you know, a process for public education as public education is really real. And it is built off of foundational skills. But I don't even believe that we understand the foundational skills that have to be explored and laid into place, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's so difficult when you understand and begin to understand public education and the foundational skills that all children have to have. And the blessing, my blessing was that I had the ability to participate at every level. And I'm just saying that early Head Start and Head Start, and when I was serving as a VISTA, I got to help to organize, to help a local community have an early Head Start where they lived. And so all of that advocacy brought a Head Start Center to the place where I was working. And my child got to participate in it while I worked on the site. It was just so empowering to understand that if you're willing to volunteer, that you can help create support for yourself. And that's just real. I don't know what to say. It's so it's so difficult talking about the my perceptions, quite frankly, because it was my journey. And then when you talk to other people about education, they see it differently, but they can only see it from their perspective. That is not a critique on the vision either. It is just how it is. You can only talk about what you know. And there you go. My people, as formerly enslaved Black Americans, or however you want to see it, Black people really don't have a role in oversight in America. Individually, they do. Because individually, the rules work for you. And they really do work. You have a right as a parent to ask for an assessment or an evaluation of your child to determine if your child is meeting the baseline, base, baseline standards and the evaluations for grade level achievement. And I mean grade level achievement by age appropriate grade level achievement because every child has the right to achieve the same level kind of like. You know what I'm saying? It's such a long, long journey. Public education is a journey. When you have children, it is something that you're on. It's something that you cannot pretend that you don't have to be a part of. And it's something that we as Americans should understand a precursor to engaging in the political process. As politics have a lot to do with public services. Because... Politics and policies are how public services are, you know, presented basically or aligned through the public. And the policies that are written usually have to do with how they get the services out the door. But quite frankly, so many people don't do public policy or so many people have not voted. And this last election was basically wonderful 
because we had a president who kept on saying that he had done more for the African-American than any other person. And every African-American had to wake up at that moment and realize that they were being used as they always have been. Understand that every child has a right to learn. It is unacceptable if your child is being analyzed and documented for not having the ability to complete a task when they have no evidence of training for that task or that skill. Education is just that basic. Parents have to empower themselves because they have to understand that they have rights as parents and students, as community members, as American citizens, you just have rights. And those rights come from just being born on this soil called America. And the focus was this year to try to take away those rights. But I don't believe that the president got to that point, but had he had another four years, I believe that's where he was going. As an American citizen, that's something that we cannot allow to happen, as we have sacrificed much to ensure that we endure and stay American citizens and protect the rights of all who inhabit the United States of America. As we all suffered in silence to help build this country, especially African-American slaves. The real deal is you have to understand just who you are and what your purpose is, because we all have purpose. And the purpose comes from your journeys. And mine have been many, I'll put it like that. And I raised my three children as a single parent. And that takes away a lot from, you know, the vision of family that you see on television. I can say that my family perspective never met any of those on the television. And that's just real. My life was not like their life. And that's real. And what I'll say is, is that the important thing and understanding who you are has to do with you willing to accept your journey. Not all people accept journeys. Not all people have children. Some people choose not to have children. And some people just choose to get rid of children as they don't necessarily fit in in the moment of time in life that they're in. Whatever. Choice is everything. Choice is relevant. And we're all on our own journeys. We all make our own choices. But you have to understand when children are not making it in a situation of public, in the public arena, the classroom, and then the focus is on that child that's being disruptive every day. What's causing the disruption? You should understand that that's the responsibility of the educator to understand and assess. And it goes far beyond just sending the kid out of the classroom and not providing that moment for transition. And this is where most parents fail because they allow their child to be documented as not having the ability to complete the tasks 
without demanding the expectation of the response to the task and how the child could better learn. Because public education is just about learning and it's just about the dialogue that happens around the table when you're on a student study team. And we'll get into student study teams later on, just like we'll get into the baseline evaluations of grade level proficiency and understand that you mean you have to master the process in which you are participating in. That means that there is a role and a place for everyone when it comes to the oversight and the outcomes and the maintenance of public education. But locally, when you allow people to appoint people to committees and you have far too many not-for-profits involved in public education, and when you pay people to participate on committees, then I think that you're headed down the wrong track because you're not measuring then the maintenance of effort that it takes to oversee that committee. But when your public education system has just totally failed to represent all people, then you have a problem. And I'd say in 2020, when the streets are packed with children and young people demanding that all lives matter, and America has demonstrated that all lives don't matter, it's hard to wrap your brain around public murders. But it was hard for me to wrap my brain around the thought of how they used to hang black men and runaway slaves because they didn't want to be in a circumstance or a situation where they were in bondage to anyone. And we can't pretend that this didn't happen in America because it truly did. And the celebration of the Black History Month Every year you can find those episodes as to how black people were enslaved. But when you understand that there have been people in history that have had the ability to articulate and share concerns of all people being successful in this melting pot and know that Dr. King said that the best thing about America is that you had the right to protest for rights then understand that this is one nation and that we're living in this one nation. And we all have a responsibility to ensure that the maintenance of effort is a benefit for all as we are continuing to represent all people. But all people cannot be represented if we don't figure this out. The importance of people who have gone through the process and who are willing to commit their time to ensure that accessibility is relevant for all children. But oh no, some people are just content in the way things are. So know that it is a parent's responsibility to ensure that access happens for their child and regardless of what color, but know that you still have a responsibility to ensure that all children with your children are making meaningful progress as we are all paying for public services. I mean, hmm, it's so difficult to just understand how people get comfortable 
and positions of power and who are basically navigating prison for some children and the business for some children or in the corporate arena for some people. But some people will always be, you know, just pushed aside because they don't understand that there is a process to public education. There are certain foundational skills that children have to have, like letter recognition and letter and sound identification and phonemic awareness, sight word identification, dictation, reading comprehension, and listening comprehension before they even get out of the first grade. We're talking about skills that are developed that help you maintain your status, so to speak, or your ability to continue to progress. But when we have evidence of children who are not reading by the third grade, who don't possess those basic skills, and then we have to understand that, you know, there are, there's basically a process of how children learn to comprehend in reading, what the importance of dictation is, letter sound identification. I mean, that's what education is. And we would all think that all children have access, but no, because children, all children don't have social skills. And all children don't have, um, you know, how they should behave in a classroom environment. And some of these skills are just not taught because some of these children don't have access to other children. And behavior continues to impede a child's ability to engage in the upward bound process. I'll say it like that. America. America is great. America has all kinds of resources. And I will tell you, as a single parent, without the comfort of relying on additional support of a mate, I had my mother and my family that I could depend on. But there are some people out there that don't have families. And there are some people out there that have children that don't even understand what it's all about. It's just a burden if you don't have skills in a circle of friends or a circle, a support circle, I'll say that, to help you navigate your way through this American system. And your belief patterns have to do with your, kind of like your evolution. And if you're believing in a certain way, doesn't mean that it's so correct one way or the other. It's just how you've been exposed to the life process or where your trials and tribulations have taken you and what you're understanding. But we should all always be open to listening, to empower ourselves through others' journeys, other people who may have journeyed down the road. And, you know, participating in the public process gives you an opportunity to share your views and perhaps, you know, your views and the views of others can come together to create a more perfect union. But none of that seems to happen when people have shut you out, basically, to only want to think about how they're doing it and how it's working. But it doesn't work that way because 
The data demonstrates that certain people just don't have access. And they may not have access because, you know, they're living in poverty and they have less resources. But supporting and engaging in the public process is a mandate for all all communities, all people, all colors, as we are the melting pot. But when you did, when you decide as a nation that certain people are not relevant, like the formerly enslaved African-Americans, and, you know, people just get stuck in their little, I don't even know how they can even think that people want to or are it love that process of what we've been through in America. Slaves are slaves. And I looked at the history history of America. I couldn't have been one of those people that were living back then because they would have killed me right away. I would have been in the sweat box. I would have been beat. I would have been raped. I would have been smart mouthed. I would have been everything, but it wouldn't have been me. I would have been dead. And so I know who I am and I know where I've been in America. And I know where so many of my people have not been. And I see where our children are. They are the harvest of the dysfunctional things that happen in America as they are not integrated into the system. And there's no mandatory requirements for the outcomes. Although I would say that the outcomes are required as there is a maintenance of effort for all states who receive the federal dollars and remember, I mentioned a little bit about the census and how do- dollars flow back to the United States through the states, depending on the number of children that they have and the, and their needs, basically, because federal government helps provide support to all states. But it has to be through our vision of saving ourselves and understanding what personal responsibility is, is that you have to understand that you have to save yourself and save your children. Individually, you have to empower yourself to learn what resources out there and how the system truly works. Empowering yourself to understand that the value of you comes from how you perceive yourself and and the functionality of living in this world and how others would perceive you. But it all comes from your behavior. And if you're doing so many things, then what is your foundational support that you're establishing for yourself? And when you're so involved with so many people intimately, that's kind of dysfunctional because you don't, I don't believe as individual women, we have enough to give to multiple men. There's not enough for one person to give to all these people that expect something from you. So the best thing for me or where I'm coming from is to just be with myself and love myself. I've lived my life. I've raised my children to help share that the empowerment for self comes from within yourself. And you have to love yourself to do for yourself, to ensure that what you've learned in its infinity It's just, I've learned so much. It's so hard to even share the process that I've come through. But guess what? I had a child that was gifted in gait. 
under the American system and one that was nonspecific under the American system of education. And then they said that one was severely mentally retarded and a communication handicap. But that's the one that I went back to school with as I went to school with all my children. And I was able to empower him to benefit from the public education system. And I do mean benefit. He had MLA writing and he passed it. He, he passed a ninth grade algebra proficiency exam. He passed the high school Casey exit exam and he did it in the 10th grade. But there were so many children that had letter grades of A's and, you know, that were wherever in school getting A's and everything, but they couldn't pass a high school exit exam. So you know what California did? (laughs) They ended the requirement to use the exit exam as an, you know, as a tool to demonstrate that they were doing what they should do. Now, you should kind of ask yourself, what did they do again? They ended the requirement for the high school exit exam that demonstrated that they were giving every child the same opportunity because, you know, public school systems are run on data. And the maintenance of effort for children who are receiving federal allocations is real because this is just not free money. But for some people, it is free money. And I'll tell you how it's free. It's free when you have no demonstration of the maintenance of effort for all kids, meaning that you cannot document that you're supporting children, you know, going through the process. Ah. You know, the definition or the way that schools are run and how they make a difference has to do with the parent involvement and the people who are involved in school watching over the process. Because if you don't have the same level of engagement in all the schools, and it really is true because at magnet schools, you know, the parent involvement is critical and it's right there. And they have the STEM programs and they have all these wonderful things that are happening in these magnet schools that have all this federal dollars that was promoting integration. Hell, that's in the law. So they were promoting integration as an example of how to promote your schools, but it cost a lot of money to run those schools. So they start stealing from the schools that were underperforming. And then they continue to under-benefit those schools and those programs. So, I mean, openly, they were underfunding children, openly in the school system. But what did it mean to those children? It meant nothing. As long as those children were being pushed to an alternative program or an alternative system, it meant nothing because... The outcomes and the maintenance was really not required. It was a waiver. States could just say, oh, well, we didn't make it, and it would be okay. But for these children who are not making it, where did they go? Well, I can tell you that the United States has a large penitentiary system, a large prison system, and we become a prison nation. And I will say that so many children who are not reading by the third grade is how they're building the prison beds. And if we're going to change this in America, it's going to require that more people empower themselves. So that's why 
I chose to do my little parent empowerment hour, my self-empowerment hour. I'm empowered to share with you so that you understand that you have rights as individuals and that things don't just happen to you, that you allow things to happen to you and that we all must stand up and understand that there are resources out there that we all must take a benefit of to ensure that access happens. We have to ensure that access is happening for all children. So when you have a kindergarten class and certain children are not making it, ensuring that there's enough adequate resources aligned to make sure that by the end of the year, that the focus is brought to the child that didn't make it and more on a focus of not being inclusive, but trying to understand that inclusive practices are where we're trying to go. I'm almost down to my 30 minute time limit. So I'm going to say until we meet again, like, subscribe and follow me on Anchor. Until we meet again, have a great day.